Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Lead Podcast. And today I'm with Jim Aline of Roofer Marketers. How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Doing good. Um, we're talking about why contractors hate marketers. <laughs> <laughs> so why do they hate us? And how can we have a better relationship? And we're going to try to give away everything we possibly can as like how to have a better relationship with your marketing agency, whether or not it's one of us, whether it's hook agency, roofer marketers, the, the plentiful other marketing agencies out there, some of them niched, some of them not niched. Yeah. Um, but the first question, contractors hate marketers. I see this all over the Facebook groups. Why, why do they hate, why do they hate us, Jim? Well, they don't hate us specifically, Tim. They hate yeah. those marketers. Yeah, exactly. This is the same thing that you'll hear in their con in, in in a contract as a contractor. It's the same thing that you hear, right? It's not you; it's them, right? Really, if you're trying to have a a, a viable, successful contracting business and do the best for your homeowners and property owners, you are different from those, right? So, so one mm -hmm. of the things that you know that I think is is to, to speak to. And that is that we're kind of, we're kind of the same in, in similar businesses, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a, a, a contractor to become a contractor, you know, sometimes you just need a, a, a vehicle and a ladder, you know, throw the ladder in the back of the Honda Civic and go, right? Yep. Like we're, we're up on roofs in the, in the, in the, in the, you know, chucking a truck, right? The, the, the chucking a truck. I've been the equivalent to the I've been the equivalent to a truck in a truck as a marketer before yeah. when I was just like freelancing and like just yeah. super early in college even. So yeah, chucking a, chucking a keyboard in his, in his mom's basement, right? That's what I say, exactly. brother. Like we have those people. It does not, there's not a huge barrier to entry yeah. into either businesses, right? And, and so, so a lot of times we, there's a lot of reputation that goes along with that. And that, that's a challenge, right? People, and, and, it, and it's very challenging from a consumer standpoint, from a homeowner or from, from you as a contractor to distinguish who is who, right? So, you know, when you're looking at this crowd of, of, of emails and text messages and phone calls that are coming at you on a daily basis yeah. about, DMs and your Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and, and all of this noise that's coming at you. How do you know who is who, right? It, it's very challenging to understand that the same way that when a hailstorm comes through and everybody's out there, boots and knuckles on the ground, you know what I mean? Not door to door knocking that homeowner doesn't know you your reputation as a, a contractor. So I think that there are a lot of similarities in both of our industries. And, and, and I mm. think that that's part of it. It's not a lot of barrier to entry. And, 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 and that, you know, there are bad actors also. Yeah. How do you have appropriate expectations with a marketing or lead generation company? If I'm a, if I'm a roofer and I'm my first time or my second time at a, at a marketing agency trying to talk to them how do you have the right expectations because of course i want like endless leads on autopilot right um for no money so i want no that money. so how, yep. what's a reasonable expectation though in this day and age with the compet the competition the way it is and i know it's different for different loca like locations and stuff like that but how do i kind of 
tease that out with a marketing company without being, I guess, overly, and like, without pie in the sky, but yeah. also making sure that I kind of hold them to something, you know, how do you do that? The, the first thing that I like to say is that there's no magic pill. Business isn't easy, right? Business is yeah. hard, right? The, and, and the best business owners, you know, kind of, you know, continue to grow and do things and better their businesses, but business isn't easy. There are yeah. no magic pills, right? The, yeah. the, um, if you want to, you know, you've been, I remember, I know I've seen you doing like 75 hard, right? Yeah. 75 hard is challenging, but the results yeah. that come on the other side of that are amazing, right? Yeah. And, and in those challenges that overcoming those challenges, there, there are amazing things on the other end. Yeah. So I'll just start with that, right? Go ahead. I see you have a thought. Oh yeah. I was just going to say, um, Sometimes we feel there's a little bit of tension. There's always there's always tension between the the contractor and a, and a marketing agency because we want more. You know, if I'm a contractor, I want more. I want I want to be pushing. There's a little bit of tension there. Sometimes that tension, I want to say, is a little bit directed at the way things are. Google is hard, right? Google ads are hard. Google uh, get it ranking is hard. Um, and it, you know, it hasn't always been that way. So sometimes you'll hear these crazy stories of like, I know there's a guy down in San Diego that ranked his own site. Awesome dude. I had him, you know, on a video, we did it at IRE. Cool as shit and cool story. And it's really awesome. But he was ranking in a time where like 2008 is a lot easier. You think about 10, 14 years almost now that's accrued more and more competition sprouts up. Yeah. domain like how old your website is plays a part also and how hard it is to rank so i could tell you it will take you two years to get significant leads from seo if you're starting out with a fresh domain and you could be mad at me and honestly i'm mad that it's that hard yeah. i'm mad that it takes a while to rank a website but the the kind of the, the thing is is sometimes we're like so old men yells at cloud. You know what I mean? We, we've got yeah. this, this natural difficulty that, that anything worthwhile is kind of naturally difficult. There usually is something difficult, but Google ads can be hard. Um, and SEO can be hard. And there's an element of like, it's difficult no matter what. I, we happen to be the ones that are trying to do that for people. So we sometimes get in trouble for the fact that Google is hard. Um, I don't know, I guess just noting that no matter what, it's going to be difficult, whether you do it yourself or you work with a marketing agency. And it's just trying to figure out, it's choose your heart, basically. It is. And, 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 and to that, that's that expectation that I think gets missed in a lot of these conversations in sales conversations from marketing and yeah. lead gen companies, right? Is those expectations, the realistic, realistic conversations that look, this is the real challenge here, right? Um, mm -hmm. this, these are the advantages and disadvantages of each of these strategies that we can implement for you and not just yeah. online, but offline also, right? Mm -hmm. it, there, there are challenges with all of the things that you're doing, but, but having understanding challenges in the timeline of expectations, that's a big mm -hmm. one. You had mentioned 
yeah. two years for SEO, right? And that that's a truth, right? For a, a, yeah. a website with a new, no, yeah, new website, yeah, no brand new website, no domain authority, you know, building that up over time. Would you expect, right? This, this is this is something that you know. There's a lot of you know the the health and fitness industry is another good one at selling these magic pills, right? They're yeah, really exactly. good at it, right? Like, you know, get these results now if you just take this pill, right? Get yeah. lose weight now, uh, build muscle fast. Yeah. But that person that's standing on stage at that fitness competition ask them how long they've been doing that, right? The work mm -hmm. that went into it. So proper expectations. Let's, I think we could break down a little bit more. Per, let's get a little bit more in detail about that. You would, you got into yeah, detail yeah. SEO, right? Like SEO, good, a good solid consistent lead flow of SEO coming in at, from SEO, you know, like in that, in that two year period from a, everybody's at a different starting point. Right, we're yeah. we're gonna say that too, right? Everybody's at a different starting point, so understanding that down to a year you if you have something, you can cut it down to like a year if there's something existing, and you know, it's, yeah. it's like we are always aiming for sooner. That's right, and I think, but just noting that, like, yeah, it, it definitely it's takes a while. Um, PPC is one of those ones where it does feel a little bit more like you can get leads quicker. Um, can you give can you give the audience a little bit of a breakdown of like what's the difference between pay per click and pay per lead, and maybe so, even one more Google local yeah. services. So like, give me PPC pay per lead and Google local services, and what's their strengths and weaknesses? So again, yep, perfect in expectations, right? So when you when when a when a when a, a person searching on Google types in anything with commercial intent roofing companies near me, roofing companies, Minneapolis, best roofer, uh, Anoka, right? Like all of these search terms, tile roofing company, commercial roofing company, metal roofing company, all of these things with commercial intent, Google structures that page in what, what we call the local search engine results page. It's the one that has the map on it. If it has mm -hmm. the map, it's that local search engine results page. And that at the top of that is uh, of that page in a lot of those search queries are Google local service ads with the little green check mark on the businesses Google guaranteed. So in Google local my service favorite, ads, it's my favorite, but it's also like a little bit of like there's only so much inventory and you can't just crank up the like we like to think that there's unlimited leads here, but there's only so many people searching in your area and it is a very good one to be on, but it's also, it there's a lot of heavy competition. If I was a brand That's new- That's basically kind of paper lead though, in a way. It's paper right? lead, That's exactly. And so this is a good trans, good way to understand that paper lead versus paper click. Google, two of Google's services, right? Two, two of Google's programs, Google local service yeah. ads and Google ads, which is search and display. We'll get, we'll get into that a little bit. So Google local service ads, exactly what you said. There's only a certain amount of search volume. There are now most likely a lot of contractors in your area that have signed up for this. So that's the disadvantage. The volume of leads is the disadvantage in that area. The mm -hmm. advantage of that area is the lead cost and the lead quality. 
there's usually mm -hmm. a pretty high quality of phone call that comes through Google local service ads. Um, and Google is very easy to work with on disputing those leads, uh, unlike the other lead aggregators, right? <laughs> hey, are we not allowed to get, do a little shout out? I'll personally tip my hat to Angie Leads here. And um, all your lead aggregators, the, the difference there obviously is that they give that lead out three or four times a lot of times versus like a Google pay per lead uh, or right. Google local services, Google guaranteed. They give it, I yep. mean, that's once they're, they're, they're giving it out once that person could go back and click it another time and find another one, but to, to be up against three competitors right away. Like what I say, the shitty part about Angie leads is really like you're, it's a race to the bottom yeah. commoditization. It's driving your price down and you're not selling based on your own personal brand. You're, you're selling, like, like you said, you're kind of yet to sell why Angie leads vetting process was great. And that's why you're here. Um, yeah, exactly. And so with, 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 so Google local service ads is much easier to deal with than those, than other lead aggregators in that regard. Mm -hmm. So now that the, the advantage, great lead cost, 40 to $60 is what we see with, with our clients. What do you see in, in your clients around that same? same I actually range? don't even know. Okay. I would, I would have to ask uh, our PPC guy yeah. on that. Yeah. And so that, that's a great man, 40 to $60 to, to have the opportunity to have a conversation with someone that is in need of roofing services in your service area, right? That's a, that's mm -hmm. a heck of a good cost per lead per lead there. Yeah. Now that's per lead. You do not get charged until the person calls you or messages you and you have not disputed it. Mm. Right? So that's pay per lead. Yeah. Now we move on to pay per click, right? That's the Google ads right below that. Those are those text ads. In this this is the traditional Google ad. So what would you say if I'm if Jim, if I'm a contractor and I say I skip those personally, what would you say? I would say about 11 to 15 percent of people don't. Yeah. And that's enough. That's that's especially if you can just get up there kind of quick. Yep. So it's, it's, it's real money, basically. So if you were out, you know, I, I like door knocking analogies because that's that's a, a big part of driving business and roofing. Would you knock on every 10th door? Uh, you know, I, I don't know where this is going. Yeah, it'd be better than nothing. It would be better than nothing, but it, you don't know where the yes is. Yeah. Right. So knocking exactly. on. You're every saying don't door. just do pay-per-click, you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but if you're doing pay-per-click, like if you're doing pay-per-click, you, you have to have that expectation too. Pay-per-click is expensive, right? So yeah, you have to. Whenever someone searches in your area, there is a an auction process that happens to see if someone pops up in those Google pay-per-click ads, right? Yeah. So you have to have enough budget to show up enough times to get enough yeses is kind of the simplistic yeah. way of putting that. The, the advantages of Google ads, so you could be very targeted on location. You can bid on very specific keywords. If you only want your ad to show up when someone types in best yellow roofer near me in 
Las Vegas, Nevada, you can have an ad that only shows up for those words or very close variants of it, (laughs) right? Like you could get just ridiculously targeted in that. Disadvantage Mm -hmm. is every time someone clicks on that ad, you pay. Not Mm. every time they call you, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so those clicks can add up. So you have to have proper conversion rate optimization built into that to, to best turn those clicks into phone calls. So best. And then the next thing, obviously, sorry, I'm, I'm just going along here to um, keeping it tight. The next piece obviously is then the sales process can um, be part of this. And, and this, this is, and therein lies a little bit of the tension between marketers and roofers because what's the marketer's fault and what's the sales process's fault. So I've seen and experienced the PPC team getting leads for a roofer, but there's a little bit too much repair in there. And the, the roofing company is not set up to do repairs though. It's the way a lot of people search they're, they're sitting there trying to optimize their margins, which I respect. But part of that in a fully mature roofing company yeah. is having a repairs department or somebody on repairs because you can turn a lot of those into full roof replacements. So where, basically, Where's the marketer's fault? This might just be like one of those age old questions that no. has no answer, but where's the marketer's fault and where's the sales process's fault? It, this is the expectations, Tim. This is where, I love this. I love where we're going with this because this is in that expectation. Mr. Or Mrs. Contractor that's listening, if somebody types in roofing company near me, are they looking for a repair or replacement? You don't know. Oh, yeah. You don't know, right? It's it's only in the words, and, and so this is part of that expectations in a lot of a, a lot of especially in digital pay per click, even SEO, and you know you know what I mean, like Google local service ads, same thing. Someone may be looking for a repair, but they also may be looking for a repair, but they don't know that they need a replacement. And that was to your mm-hmm. point, I think, is that. There's a lot of business there that can be turned into replacement business. And there are very great ways to, to, to create a profitable repair uh, division in your, in your roofing company. If I could shout someone out, like shout out Ugly Roof, good friends of ours, John Broch and, and uh, those guys over there, they, have, mm-hmm. they really have learned how to take that, take that because a lot of contractors don't want it. They have mm-hmm. an advantage there. So that's a big one, man. I, we see that all the time, the repair, repairs. Like, why am I getting so many calls for repairs? We don't do repairs. We don't have crews for repairs. You know, we, it, it, it's a standard thing. So when you're communicating, this is what we were talking about too. How do you communicate with that marketing company about that, right? Well, of course, you want to make sure that they're not running a, uh, an ad group in their Google ads specifically for roof repair. Yes. Right. You, but you will have to make a business decision as if to, would I, do I want to not show up when someone types in roofing contractor? Yeah. 
roofing contractor, the ter the, the search term roofing contractor is typed in 40,950 times a month nationwide. Roofing company, mm -hmm. 60,500. Roofer, 110,000. And in those queries, we don't know exactly what the person is looking for. So those are those have higher search volume. So you'll have to make a business decision. Eh, I'm just going to not want to, I don't want to show up in it because I don't want to handle that phone call. Or, hey, give me the phone calls and I'll sort it out on my end. That, mm. that, that's a business decision, I would think. What? I love that. So, you know, you'd mentioned before we started recording around, there are things your sales team can do to get better at handling leads. Like if you are new to digital marketing and before you only had referrals and your neighbor told you about or is to, you know excuse me the customer's neighbor told them about your company yeah and that's where all your leads came from yes the closing rate is high 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 on those leads all the time every time but you can't it's hard to scale a business on referrals only so what are some of the things that you have seen have helped people make the transition? What can they do on their sales process to better take care of digital marketing created leads? Yep. First of all, it's that expectation, right? This is someone that was browsing on Facebook or was searching on Google. They, a lot of times they don't know you. People buy from who they know, like, and trust. They don't know you, like you, or trust you. So let's start there, right? So when you get a referral, man, those closing rates should be tremendous, right? If there is a, a real need and you can fulfill that need from that referral, you know, that's 100% closing ratio, 90% closing ratio, you know? With, mm -hmm. with leads that are coming in from the internet, you have to have the expectation that they're going to take a little more conversation. It's going to, you're going to have to get to know them. They're going to have to learn to trust you, you know, and, and you can start that from the way that you are presenting your brand online. Mm -hmm. So having a wonderful website like you guys build or what we build that, that is very professional. It helps to invoke trust by in the, in the language that we use and the imagery that we use, you know, those are the first steps into making those leads easier to convert. Yep. And then it, it's where the, where the rubber meets the road though, is with your sales process. And so who's answering the phone? What are, what is their role? Is their role to, uh, take down this person's information so a salesperson can call them later? Or is their role to sell an appointment? That is where with that mindset of we're selling an appointment when someone fills out a form on our website or we buy a lead from Angie or Google local service ads, the, you have to sell the appointment first. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you are able to sell that appointment, your conversion rate on the other side is going to be much higher. Yeah. You'd mentioned speed to lead. 
being mm. such an important piece to that if it's coming in through like a form or something like that. So talk to me a little bit about speed to lead. So speed to lead, the, the statistics, the statistic in, is, is if you respond to an internet lead in more than five minutes, you have an 80% less chance of ever getting a hold of that person. Mm. Let me say that again, ever getting a hold of that person, not closing <laughs> yeah. the deal. Yeah. Not closing the deal, ever getting a hold of that person. So now you bought, you, you, you paid for a hundred leads through pay-per-click or right. And you responded to all of them after five minutes. Now you really only have 20 leads to work. Yeah. You just wasted yeah. 80 leads. So speed to lead yeah. on the phone with them as fast as possible. Text messages, emails. We, we have so many opportunities for, for communication out there. There are so many systems and CRMs and different things that have all of these automations built in. There are too many now, like they're all, they're yeah. all over, right? You can yeah. pick and go, like there are so many, but making sure that you're on the phone with them as, as soon as possible and then selling that appointment, because I don't know about you, but the way that I search, if I'm looking for a plumber, I go to Google, I type it in, I start calling. First person that answers, awesome. First, the second that I have an appointment booked that someone's coming to my house, I feel a relief that my problem is solved. Mm. Or my problem will be solved. So what yeah. do I don't do? I don't start calling more companies to invite more salespeople to my house. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's where that overlap is. It, it really is. It, it's the handoff. It, it's a real relay race here, right? Like don't drop the baton. Like we, we, yeah. marketing and sales, it's the handoff. We are trying to develop some sort of trust and get someone that has an interest in your services on your, on your phone. From there, you got to take it and run with it. I love that. And if you do use a CRM or a kind of automatic follow-up thing or texting, Podium, Pulsem, et cetera, yeah. whatever it happens to be, note that the, the quality of that communication matters just as much. No one cares that you automatically followed up with them, okay? Yeah. They don't care. They don't care if you text them. It's kind of cool, I guess. But what does that message say? Is it human and potentially using video? That's something I want to kind of note. And what is that video? Like if you can make a short video at each of those touch points, just to say, here's our really simple three-step process and make it super simple and make it super about them, not about your company. You have, a, I think those automation tools will go so much further. So the automation, I get that it's cool when you first start doing it in your company, but the quality of that communication matters a lot. And using like very short video is gonna help uh, create like follow through for that customer. Because once they do, let's say watch a brief video, maybe this video is one that's a little higher quality. Maybe this one isn't just shot on your phone, but even if it was just that, it'd be better than nothing that simply goes through the process. I think that there's 
now that we've all gotten used to a little bit of automation for those companies that are doing some of this, can you increase the quality of those messages and that communication a little bit over this next year, which might in increase your closing rate, as well as, of course, great salesmanship. I yes. don't know if we can really cover all that in this podcast because there's so many great podcasts and, and consultants and stuff out there that are great with sales tips. Um, but let's close this conversation out with how can we have a better relationship between marketers and contractors? And I'm not talking about those spammy, can you handle 72 more deals this next month? lead gen guys in your DMs. I'm talking about real marketing companies that wield established methods for your company and help you build your brand. How can we, how can contractors have a better relationship with their marketing agency and vice versa? So great relationships I think are built around communication, right? So and honesty, right? Communicating honestly with each other. They're, they're, uh, you know, we have, we have clients that have, have held very close to the vest what they, how they are converting the, the phone calls that are coming into their business, right? They're, they didn't want to, they don't want to share that sale, that closed sales data with us so we can get those attributions finalized from, from, you know, click to sale, right? Like, and, and, and in, so when you're going into relationships with a marketing company, try to not ha, uh, go into it with an feeling and that you need to have an adverse relationship. Mm. Right. If you go into it, if you go into any relationship in life, like, we're going to, we're going to battle this one out. Right. Like, yeah. like that's not a good way. Right. It's just yeah. not like, and so, so, and in that relationship, you need to, you need to have communication. The, what we do is built on data. And, and you know, I've, I've, I started as a, as a server-side programmer in the, the, like 2002, like writing code. And we had a term and it is a term in programming garbage in garbage out. Mm. So we can't, you have to have that open communication. There is no marketing agency that will be able to do it for you without your feedback to, 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 to make the adjustments, right? Man, we get, you know, Tim, man, you guys wrote a great blog post for us. And we can see in our Google Analytics that we're getting calls from people reading that blog post. But those people are horrible people, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like that is the do-it-yourself roofing guide, and right, like call they're, from that. They're, they're they're look they're calling us looking for shingles. They want to buy a yeah. bundle of shingles to put on their uh, on their doghouse, right? Like, yeah. like you know the. It, like we have to have that feedback loop with our clients and the people that we serve to really, to really dial it in. And there has to be, again, in the expectations, you have to have the proper expectations of how we can make these adjustments and, and, and how fast things take to, to get changed. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, Google ads, you could turn off an ad group pretty quickly, but 
in SEO and things that, you know, things have to take time and mold and, 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 you know, really communicate the messages of your, uh, to your perfect customer is another thing that I, you know, I know you guys do well. So. I love it, Jim. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for, uh, think we can have a good relationship. I know, Hey, you know, it's funny stuff happens. There might be clients that are our clients that go to you guys and you guys clients, but we, at the end of the day, really what we want to be is more effective marketers for contract actually, you know, and like, we're all getting better all the time. And I think a little bit of back and forth here allows us to basically create a better environment. Yeah. between contractors and and marketers because it's a pretty important part of your business marketing it's a pretty important part and if it's done well it can make your life a lot better and so i know roofer marketers and hook agency both want to make your life better as a contractor you know i know jim's not in this to just like extract as much money as he can and then get out and that's the same for hook agency. And, and there's this, I think you do want to work with a company like that. That's committed to your, to your success. And also just like being that you're a contractor focus agency and we're a contractor focus agency, like being with a company, this is my, this is my pitch for a niche agency, being with a company that actually like knows something about your industry and can ask the right questions. They're not just asking like the most generic questions of all time will get you to a result more quickly. That's right. And I, I just think people should strongly consider working with a niched agency, whatever one they choose, because I think they'll have a better experience and it'll make their lives easier and they won't they're less likely to have a like a year period where this company barely knows what you're you do. Yeah. It's very every industry, the buying cycle is a little different, right? It's different in and and even within the roofing industry or contracting, the yeah. buying cycle, sure. the way that people buy is different. So so for a marketing agency to understand the way that people, the way that your customers purchase is very important. Jim, how can people get a hold of you guys? At Roofer Marketers, all social media, uh, our YouTube Roofer Marketers, uh, roofermarketers.com, Roofing Success Podcast. Check it out. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on today. And thank you for watching or listening the podcast put on by hookagency.com hook agency all over social and maybe jim will let me on his podcast one day <laughs> <laughs> okay i like it all right, right on, brother appreciate everyone all right have Bye. a good one